Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We are joined by an MMA pioneer, a UFC champion, and a no-doubt Hall of Famer, and most importantly, a great friend. Welcome to the show, Misha Tate. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for carving out a little bit of time. Uh, because you got a big fight coming up, so I appreciate it. Yeah, no, this is an exciting one for me. It's, you know, it's just one of those fights. It's like, like the the last one didn't go my way. I tried to, you know, do something different and go down a weight class. And ultimately, I think it wasn't quite the right decision. But I think sometimes when we know what the wrong decision is, it's easier to find your way to the right one. Does that make sense? So I just took it as a learning experience um, put it in the, the bank of, uh, you know, things to have, I've learned from along the way. And I feel like I'm definitely on the right path in this fight. So we're here just a few days away, really from UFC fight night, Austin, what's your mindset going into this fight? I feel really at peace with everything. I feel really good about where I'm at and how the camp went. Um, I worked a lot with a sports psychologist over this past year and, I've just learned some things that I didn't know before. And that's been a really enlightening process to know that fight camp doesn't have to suck because the majority of my career, it's been a torturous process. And you know, that, that that's part of the sickness. I think that athletes have sometimes is like, you know, that it's gotta be so hard that and that's the only way to do it and you're just so exhausted but victory obviously is sweet when you've when you've really um depleted yourself but it's not sustainable and so the longer that I do this sport the more that I realize I have to have some middle ground like I still have to be a human I still have to be I I have to take care of myself and my uh mental health and my emotional needs um because yeah, I'm a person at the end of the day, and it just doesn't feel good to embrace the suck 24 seven. And, um, you know, there are times in fight camp when you have to for sure. And I'm so glad that I feel like I've been forged in the fire and I can do that. No problem. But now it's more of something that I'm aware of. And um, I can kind of also disengage with being stuck in a tailspin and really just throwing myself harder into training, which isn't always the smartest thing to do. Sometimes it's about the recovery. So I think I've just learned so much along the way. And it's really feels like it's coming together in this fight camp where all those things are meeting together. And I feel really good. My weight is on point And I, yeah, I don't know. I can't say enough great things about this fight camp. You know, every fight camp is tough. Every fight camp is tough, 
but this has been the most balanced fight camp I've ever had. Good. And, and you know, you're taking the care of the, the needs of everybody else in your household too. So is every is the whole fam going to be there? Everybody going to Austin? Everybody's going to Austin. Yeah. My kids will be there, Johnny, you know, and you know, of course being a mom, there are a lot of needs that have to be taken care of, but I will certainly say that every member of my family is also taking care of myself and my needs. My kids make a lot of sacrifices too. Like they're not always uh, willing participants of the sacrifice, you know, like uh, my, my daughter is like very, well, she was very upset with me the other week because she's like, you haven't picked me up from school in so long. <laughs> and I was like, honey, I have to train. I have a fight coming up. And I try to explain to her, you know, but everybody sacrifices and Johnny's such an amazing partner in that too. He holds up everything that I'm not able to, uh, when I have to be hyper-focused on the task at hand. And my mom flies down from Washington and I just have so many great people who really support the mission at hand. So I, you know, I'm counting my blessings and, uh, I, you know, I couldn't be more grateful for that support system I have. UFC legend Misha Tate joins us on the fan. Um, you know, I, I saw him uh, a month ago, Julia Avila posted a memory from seven years ago, praising how much you did to advance women's MMA. And then she wrote, and now I get to fight her wild ride. So when you see her, you hear that from an opponent, an upcoming opponent, opponent, how does it make you feel? It's really cool, actually. You know, I think it was Johnny that saw that and he showed it to me. And it was um, a comment when I was retiring. And, um, you know, she was kind of giving the nod to me. And, and I just thought, you know, that's cool. Like, I, I really don't know anything about Julia Avila, if I'm going to be honest. Like, I have never listened to an interview of hers. I really have kind of put her out of sight, out of mind, as far as, like, knowing her as a person. Because I don't really care to until after the fight is done. I just really want to look at her as an opponent. However, I did think that was a cool gesture. And just to know that... um you know, she's a, she seems like a, a sportsman type person. So, I mean, I appreciate that. It's kind of how I like to conduct myself. So I, I do, um, I like that. But truthfully, it wouldn't matter if she had said something ridiculous and hateful. It, I would feel the same. Like, it's cool. But at the end of the day, we're fighting each other and we're putting gloves on. And, hey, I appreciate that. And it's nice. And that probably means that outside of a fight, I probably would like her. I, we'd probably be cool. We'd probably be friends. She's probably a really cool chick. I know she's a mom. She's a new mom. Um, she's probably really nice. But, you know, we're fighting each other and there's not really any room for personal feelings. And so I just haven't even dove into really what I think of her. I have not once looked at her social media. Like, I'm just like, look, she's just an opponent. She's going to be a, a, a blank face and a just another woman standing across the octagon for me. And I really just want to get this job done. And then, uh, and we can, I don't know, grab pizza or beer or something afterwards. And I can get to know her and I could thank her for her, her nice comments yeah. when I retired. But um, yeah, you know, that's changes nothing until the fight's over. Yeah. So I looked a little bit through the advanced metrics of the fight and the advantage for you is clearly in your takedown game. I think everybody knows that that's part of your nickname. Um, how do you get in there and kind of impose your will and dictate the tone of the fight from the start? You know, I think I've been focusing so much on being well-rounded um, in my fights. And I do think that that's very 
important because we have to continue to evolve as martial artists. But I don't want to lose sight of where I came from, you know, and I think there's always a game plan for each opponent, depending on how the styles match up. And, you know, I, I know that I have my advantages. Uh, I do think I'm a better wrestler for sure, but I don't think that my striking is by any means like a, you know, she's not like, she's not a specialist necessarily in any area. She's well-rounded. I would worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Her striking seems to be her strongest point, but she's not a slouch on the ground. I haven't seen anything that was um, super whoa amazing with her wrestling or with her grappling where I'm like wow she's really good at this one thing it's like no she's kind of just have to respect her in every area and anticipate that she's going to be strong in everything that she does and I think that her striking um she's very aggressive which I can appreciate because I like somebody who wants to come into the cage and wants to fight and isn't gonna run away or you know play games or tit for tat like she really comes to try to knock your head off and I think that's going to be perfect. Like, that's exactly what I think I need at this point. I need somebody who's tough, who's going to come in there and really force the best out of me. The one and only Misha Cupcake Tate on WFAN. Um, I was there. We were both there, obviously, in the UBS arena. So what have you learned about yourself from that last fight on Long Island? Well, I look, I, I learned that I think 125 isn't in the cards for me. I am really proud of myself for making the weight, but it was a really long, uh, strenuous process that ultimately ended up not being very good for my body. I ended up having some repercussions on the backside of getting so lean, such low body fat and really pushing myself for so long at an extremely high rate that. I realized that was not sustainable and it wasn't going to serve me well moving forward. So I had to reassess and that's what I did. And, and talking to, as I mentioned, a sports psychologist, putting my mental health 
at the forefront, as well as listening to my body. Another thing that athletes, and I think people in general, actually, but athletes are exceptionally good at this, is a terrible skill set is not listening. We don't care. We just go and go and go and go. We burn the candle from both ends and the middle. And it's like, pretty soon there's nothing left to burn and you you come crashing down. And and I think I I was kind of on the verge of that. And I learned a lot from that fight, just realizing, look, there's I'm only one person. Like I can't do everything. My kids were very young at that. They're two, I think two and four. I mean, I was eating literally on the run. I'm sure a lot of parents would understand this. You know, I'm sure a lot of moms and dads never sit down when they eat. That was me and just training so hard and being on a calorie deficit for so long that it just took all the enjoyment out of what I was doing. And I think by the time I got to the fight, I was so exhausted. It was like, like making the weight was the fight for me. And that's not how I want to look at it. You know, I want to save everything for the fight. And I feel at 135, I can do that. I can find the balance in my life, um, the proper recovery. I don't have to enslave myself to a diet and a caloric restriction for months and months and months. So I think I took that away from that fight in large. And also, I really worked hard on being present. Now, that sounds like, yeah, how could you not be present when there's fists flying at you? How could you be anywhere else? It's like, you know, I've been doing it for so long that it doesn't make me uncomfortable anymore. And as a matter of fact, sometimes when I'm uncomfortable, I will just disengage. I'll just go somewhere else and I go on autopilot. And so I, I have really worked on honing how to stay with exactly what I want in that moment, as opposed to kind of like being somewhere else, if you will. So that was kind of the second time in my career where I experienced going through a fight and not feeling like I was completely, I wasn't totally engaged. And I had to address that, that because that's a really big, that's what caused me to retire the first time was not being fully present and fully engaged. And I, so, so I said, how do I fix that? Because clearly I'm doing all this work and I want to fight and I, and I want to win. So what is going on here? Like what maladaptive coping skill do I have that is taking my presence and focus away from this fight? And so I kind of had to dive into my past. I mean, I've just done a lot on the other side and developed some new skill sets. Again, working with a sports psychologist, Micah, he's fantastic. The UFC provides that to us for free, which I think is so important um, because everything our body does, it boils down to our mind first, first and foremost, begins and ends with the mindset. Right. And I saw on social media too, that you were working with some neurofeedback and I had seen it in the Netflix show. Kirk Cousins does it with the Vikings. So I'm just as a coach, as a former athlete, I guess he called me, but like, I am so interested in what neurofeedback can give you. Like what are the top three, three things that you got from doing that sort of training? Oh man. Well, yeah, our, our neuro, like our brains can be so much more acutely attuned with the right kind of training. So I've done a lot of things to connect, not just like my eye hand coordination, but my whole nervous system, my reactionary uh, ability, my speed, my timing. I've been doing brain tap, which is this really awesome little headset. And I'm not going to nerd out too much on the show because I know that we don't have a ton of time to talk about it. But when it's hot, talk about like neurofeedback and actually speeding your reaction time with brain fitness, brainwave entrainment, 
has been a game changer. I think on Joe Rogan's podcast, um, Corey Anderson, I believe it was, was also talking about brain tap because he had an incredible performance. And, and Joe was like, what did you change? He's like brain tap. And I was like, dude, I've been doing, you know, brain tap. Like it's so cool. Um, it can even really affect the way that you sleep. And if you get into deep sleep, which is where, um, where you produce growth hormone, right? So if you're not getting the proper amount of sleep, I'm talking about like top to bottom, it really affects you. So anyways, this headset from the recovery standpoint, all the way to the athletic performance standpoint has been a big part of the process of me getting ready this time versus last time. And I think it's all going to make a difference. Feels like everything is lining up for a great victory and success. Misha Tate, UFC superstar, joins us here on the fan um, and the cold pool too. I saw you get into your back, the pool in the backyard. Uh, Fifty something. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, no, that is not my favorite part of my recovery. But <laughs> when I talk about challenging, you know, I'm not just talking about uh, the the leather that's that's flying at your face and body, but also <laughs> the mental fortitude that it takes to get into freezing cold water. I mean, well. Okay, let's say 50, you know, 55, 56, 57 degrees is cold. It's not as cold as some people do cold plunge. Some people get in like 39 degree water, but that's like quick. Usually not more than three minutes at that. This, I'm actually targeting metabolism and fat burn, which you can increase your metabolism by like 350% when you get into moderately cold water, but extended duration. So anyways, I do about 30 minutes once a week usually on Sundays and I get into like that 55 to 57 degree water and I hang out there for 30 minutes, which is, it's a long time. Yeah. It's a long time to sit in pretty cold water. You know, obviously we just had Thanksgiving. I know your diet is obviously very restricted. How was your Thanksgiving? Are you planning to have a real one after the fight? <laughs> you know what? Thank traditional Thanksgiving food has never been my favorite thing. So I doubt that I will try to recreate a Thanksgiving, but I will be in Texas and there is a lot of amazing barbecue food there. So don't feel sorry for me. I will be shortly making up for the Thanksgiving that I missed. Otherwise it was great though. We kept it really simple. The family and I went to feed the homeless. And I thought, look, since we're not doing a big get together, we don't have much going on. Maybe this is a great opportunity. My kids are three and five to teach them about people who have, uh, who don't have much, you know, I think at their young perspective, they don't have a lot of perspective. So it was an opportunity to get out, be part of the community. And we, we definitely jumped on that opportunity. And um, as far as myself goes, I will be making the best of the best food in Texas when I win my fight. Awesome. Well, Misha, thanks so much for taking the time out of obviously your busy schedule for me. I will pack some victory green tea shots in my suitcase and I will see you in Austin. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Daniel. Interested? Catch Misha Tate's fight around 4 p.m. on December 2nd. And that is UFC Fight Night Austin on ESPN+. Plus. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.